0: Is the off day podcast? Give me a <laughs> with Andy Hart.
1: All right, good to be with you. All right,
0: this microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal, what's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal, Hannibal, Hannibal's Hannibal. Hannibal's oh, Mr. Commer on WEI.com. Of the
2: off day podcast, Paul Perillo joined us again, patriots.com, Patriot Unfiltered. Uh, what's special Eddie? about it? He's a special guest.
0: Oh,
1: very special guest. What do you mean by special? <laughs>
2: Bring, he brings some, uh, some negativity to this podcast. I guess we thought we didn't have before we had it.
0: I'd like
1: to call it objectivity, Ryan. Okay.
2: Well, I guess
0: we're too positive then. Well. Usually negative people say, oh, I'm objective. No, you're negative. All right. <laughs> let's let's okay. start out with the with – You don't the, think the team will be more talented next year? <laughs> negative. Yeah. All right. Let's
2: start with well, – I haven't talked to both of you actually about Cam Newton's podcast. Brandon Marshall, Fred Taylor, uh, Chad Ochocinco. What were your takeaways? Was he making excuses? Was he being real? Like, What, what was your take on it?
0: Paul, oh, we're not on video. I need you to articulate nods <laughs> and nod shakes.
1: Yeah, I forget that that went on on video. Uh, I do think um, there was some excuse making going on there, and uh, I also think the environment was um, enabling him to to be making excuses. I thought they were doing it for him. Um, I, I, I found you know the whole thing, and I and I listened to the whole. It was like an hour thirty seven minute yep. podcast. I listened to the Did you entire you get to the Hernandez stuff? Yeah, most of the stuff I I found oh. interesting really had nothing to do with the Patriots. I mean. I'm not surprised to hear that Cam Newton would like to come back next year. Oh, oh, why? Well, because he has no other options. It's pretty clear that he hasn't really had anybody, you know, knocking down his door to get him signed for next year. So obviously he wants to be back. He wants a job. He wants, he wants a chance to, you know, as he said, he doesn't want to go out like that. You know, he wants a chance to redeem himself. But the, the stuff I found interesting was uh, Fred Taylor, first of all, I thought was the most interesting part of the whole thing. And mostly when he talked about the University of Florida, Andy, you were like ripping off those recruiting classes that they had back to back. I mean, that's obscene. Unreal. Urban Meyer was doing. uh, And I even
0: liked when he joked about how they did it. You know, these guys were coming up with their Pell grants or wherever they got their money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I found that to be the most interesting part of the whole thing. And then at the very end, when Cam started talking about his business ventures and, you know, I thought it was interesting him talking about the black history month and the Rosa parks and, Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman. I I found that interesting. Him, you know, still wanting to play football and wanting to come back to play for the Patriots, I thought was sort of obvious.
0: Okay, a couple things here. First of all, just a general thing. Did you like it?
1: Uh, I liked listening to him. That was Um, a part of If I could have taken Brandon Marshall out of it, I would have really enjoyed it. I thought Chad Johnson was interesting. Um, I really, as I said, I really thought Fred Taylor, he, he spoke the least out of everybody. And I thought when he spoke, he generally had something to say.
0: Brandon Marshall just kept
1: interrupting everybody. He played the role of Andy Hart, right? He just, (laughs) every time someone was on a roll, he just butted in and said, I played for Josh McDaniels too. I know the the Patriot way.
0: I actually liked him because I thought he did a decent job of, like, somebody would be in the midst of a story and just throw something out there and the guys would laugh. And I'd be thinking myself as the listener, I don't know what he meant by that. And Brandon Marshall would say, What do you mean by that? Like, he tried to, I thought, facilitate a more – because they get into locker room talk. And you and I have joked about this for years. Like, sometimes in the locker room, they start laughing and saying, and we're like – Are they they making fun of us? Old and, like, are they – yeah. What language – like, what are they saying about us? So, I liked that. Uh, Fred Taylor, I thought, was high as a kite. Um, Oh, yeah. That was my takeaway. I really enjoyed – my favorite part might have been the – diet discussion early i think it was like the first discussion where chad ochocinco right. doesn't believe in genetics or diet or metabolism or any of those things and he goes are you black i'm black so we have the same genetics yeah. <laughs> Throw yeah. that out there. um <laughs> and then cam says well if your if your mom's fat and your dad's fat you're probably going to be fat <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, that was maybe my favorite part of the whole thing.
1: Yeah, it was, like, a, it was a, a Paul Andy oversimplification of something that is pretty complex. But I found it very, enjoyable, very me, enjoyable to listen to.
0: So, but from a Patriots perspective, first of all, you know I can be a sucker. So, I, I'm a, I, I'm a, I, I buy into gimmicks. If there's a new Oreo coming out, by the way, the carrot cake ones, phenomenal. Lady Gaga ones, not all that good. Um, but if there's a gimmick or I'm something. i we got that out of the way. Yeah, you know, I like to do a little food review when I can. I'm a sucker for some of these things. I can be like a, I don't know, fall victim to whatever. And I have a new saying. It's not the truth is never mean. <laughs> it's, listen, excuses are the truth told by losers. I started it last year for Bill. Because Bill often said oh, things oh, that were oh, Bill, oh, oh, so Bill's a loser. Well, he was losing. No, I mean, but
1: he's a loser. Well, it's, when, it's when not, But to use your... There are guys that lose, and then there are losers. They're not necessarily right. the same thing. Yes, right. they, when the scoreboard says you have less points than the opponent, you are a
0: loser. He no, was a you lost guy. the game.
1: It yeah. says you lost the game. doesn't mean you're a loser. Isn't no, that, you, might want, you might want to
2: amend that saying.
0: No, I do the same. Because I'm the same as Bill when he talked about the Panthers. Stats are for losers. They lost that game, so stop talking about stats. Stats are for losers. Okay, anyway, isn't there some truth to what Cam Newton said? Yes. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's one of those things in – you know, you can use statistics to tell you a lot of things. And, and, you know, the stats are born, in fact. Like, the number is what it says it is. You know, you can say the Patriots were 7-9. and nine. They were almost a 500 team. But the reality was they were really not even that good. They, they were fortunate to win that many games. And in this case, yeah, he didn't have an offseason. He didn't have a preseason. He did miss uh, a practice. Um, I was going to say, the, I bought a lot of it, not the COVID. COVID. the COVID thing. The COVID thing was He overplayed, was like, he overplayed so, it. Yeah. So all, all of that stuff is true. But then when you get into sort of the reality and you realize they changed the terminology in the two weeks he was out, he was online every day with the team. I know this for a fact. No. So, uh, you know, that part, this is what I'm saying. It's fact. He missed some time with COVID. It's not necessarily true that that caused him to fall behind in his knowledge of the offense which is what he sort of insinuated. The train left without me.
0: He was like any of us when we get around the guys. He kind of fluffed things up a little yeah. bit. He, the train was rolling, and he kept rolling with the narrative. I agree with that. But I don't know if you saw. I wrote a column last week about Jarrett Stidham. That's hurtful. I know you get – they don't even put uh, EEI in clips. That's yeah, hurtful. No, you're in,
1: you're in clips. I don't usually get that far down.
0: <laughs> well, I guess we're at the bottom. <laughs> that's, that's embarrassing. But anyway, so – Basically, that that Jarrett Stidham should be in the mix because in an offseason where I've heard every stupid idea thrown against the table, literally every idea from Taylor Heineke. Yesterday, we had a caller that wanted uh, frickin' oh. Chase. Uh, what the fuck's? It? Excuse me. What's his name? Trace McSorley. Um, like I had one today that wants Will Greer. Okay. So thank you. Thank you. The one name almost no one brings up is the guy who's actually under contract and entering his third. They're the most season. experienced. Like, right. So I'm not saying Stidham can be good. I have no idea. All I know is this. Every option these other people are throwing out there, I know that guy has failed. Whether it's Cam Newton or Marcus Mariota, Mitchell Trubisky, they all have failed at the NFL level. Chase, uh, Jarrett Stidham is not. And so my, my thing, tying the two together... The reason Stidham may have failed or may not have even gotten his opportunity is the year two jump never happened, right? Year two never happened. Like, he just didn't get camp. He didn't right. – who knows, Maybe he turtled when Cam arrived and wasn't an alpha. Like, all of those could be true. But the reality is he didn't get his OTAs, his mini camp, his rookie camp, his, his uh, training camp, his preseason. His development was, was stunted. Can we agree on that? Like, that's a I, fact. I, to- I totally yeah. agree on it. Is that an excuse or a fact? Um, It's both. OK, it's both. I, I agree. He didn't win the job. He was sort of a loser last year. He lost out on opportunity. And those like, are all like, true. Like, like I'll just give you an example. And it's not a
1: fair apples to apples comparison. But if Tom Brady were in the same situation, do you think he would have made more of it than Jared Stidham did?
0: Yes, I think the greatest quarterback of all time would have made more of it. The greatest competitor no, but, of all time. But I'm not would talking be about the greatest quarterback. I'm
1: talking, talking about the greatest from, competitor. I'm talking about from year one to year two. Sure. If, he had lost his, if he had lost his training camp and lost his offseason, do you think he would have been, oh, well, I guess I have to be behind this guy? No, he told everybody he was going to eventually beat Drew Bledsoe out.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. He's one of the greatest competitors that's ever walked the planet. Right. Okay. God forbid Jared Stidham doesn't measure up to Tom Brady. First of all, I said I'm not comparing
1: yeah. it apples to apples when I said. Well, started. then why'd you bring it up? because I'm talking about a mentality not You could have used somebody else you could have picked somebody else I'm talking about a mentality don't confuse it with the ability okay so is Jared Stidham done is he toast I don't think he is and I, and people keep asking me okay if you had gun to your head right now who starts week 1 I I keep saying I think it will be Jared Stidham and there's a, there's a number of reasons for That's that That's through I the entire offseason Yeah well I think that the I don't think that the, the number 1 I think goal for the Patriots in the quarterback market would be Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. I think that's probably what they're hoping for. That's probably what they're sort of banking on. And to, to call that anything other than a long shot at this point, I, I think is irresponsible. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's on another team that has said repeatedly, they're not just going to give him away unless we can get an upgrade. How many upgrades are there? One to Sean Watson. You know, because I, I, would, I would agree because you can eliminate Russell Wilson because that's not going to happen in the division. So you're talking about somehow prying away Deshaun Watson. How do you do that? I guess we lost Andy, huh? You know, and, and well, that's a good thing. But <laughs> I, I don't know how you do that without sort of sacrificing your future. Now, maybe that's worth doing for San Francisco, a team that I think is built to win now. Yeah. But I just think it's really um, hard for me to imagine Garoppolo is not included in a package to improve your quarterback situation. Right. In other words, I I find it hard to believe that Garoppolo is either on the street as a free agent because they cut him, or is expendable because some other quarterback has been acquired by the Niners. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it is Watson and maybe Houston doesn't want Garoppolo in return. They just want to start all over again. Maybe that'll happen. Um, So to me, Odds are that you, you keep a third as – you, as you said, Ryan, a, a, a young third-year guy who's cheap hasn't played yet really to prove what he can do. As high as everybody was on him last year, and I was like, he hasn't played yet. Why are you so high on him? I think a lot of people are really that low on him now because, right. because when he did play, he didn't play well. And I'm like, we really still haven't seen him get a chance to play real. Like, he works the whole, the whole week as the starter and prepares for starter reps. And he goes out there with a game plan and plays. He hasn't had that opportunity. Do I think he's going to be great? No, I don't. Because I think when, when you can play and you have that in you, you look better than he looked this year. And I'll give you Taylor Heineke as an example. I don't think he's an NFL player. I really don't. I don't think he's good enough to be an NFL player, let alone a starter. He went out there with little to no preparation at the end of the regular season, the last game he got thrown out there when Dwayne Haskins was turning the ball over left and right in the game, I think it was week 16, and he's leading the, the, the Washington football team up and down the field. Yep, Like he didn't have any preparation. He wasn't even in the league two weeks earlier. So to me, you either have that or you don't. I don't think Stidham has it, but I think he's going to be the starter. If you had to pick, if you got Cam Newton on a one-year, let's
2: just say $7 million deal, would you take him or Jared Stidham? Jared Stidham.
1: Confidently, that there, there, there really isn't a, a, a B to the Cam Newton that I wouldn't take. I, I've seen that. I don't like what it looked like. So you don't, think, don't there's think there's any chance get
2: any better. he could be? Yeah, there's no chance. Like if you upgraded the weapons, if you got him a, a number one receiver, you got him a tight end. You don't think he could be any better?
1: Any better? No, I think he would be a little better because those around him would make him better. But his play, I don't think, would be noticeably better.
2: Now, I don't think he, he, I don't you,
1: think he suddenly would learn accuracy. What if you paired him
2: with a, a rookie in the draft? That's, that's uh, my scenario.
1: I don't like that. I'd rather have the rookie in the draft come in and sit behind Stidham and then maybe play by the midway point of the season.
2: But can. I'm not
1: looking at 2021 as this playoff run. But I'm sure no, that but, most, but couldn't really you works. still do that with Newton? I, I don't want – like, I just think his aura around him. Look what happened last year. They couldn't get him out of the lineup. True. But like, That's what I pay, would worry about.
2: If he played the role of Fitzpatrick, you don't think the pages like locker room could handle that?
1: See, yeah, I think Fitzpatrick would be fine going in and out, and the locker room wouldn't revolt. But Cam- and I think that that was part of the problem last last year is everybody was like, "Oh, we you know we got to stick with Cam because these guys." And you saw it with that podcast, Ryan. You saw the reference that Fred Taylor. How many times did Fred Taylor do the Superman thing? Well, Fred, right. he, he ain't that guy anymore. Right. Andy's back. Thanks for joining us. Hey, what have you guys been talking about? Well, I can talked you? about Garoppolo and just how, in my opinion, how unrealistic it would be to be able to get him at this point. I, you know, I don't think San Francisco is just going to give him away without, a, you know. To me, it's Deshaun Watson. Can you upgrade over Garoppolo? Yeah, you can. You can get Deshaun Watson, but otherwise, it's lateral moves. You know, Sam Darnold. Right. Like I, I don't, I don't get rid of Garoppolo for Sam Darnold if I'm Kyle Shanahan.
0: And you let me ask you:
1: he's, Would he he's want to got, come here? Who? Jimmy? Garoppolo. I mean, he's got a full no-trade clause, so he decided. I saw that, and I I do think he would. I I, I, I mean, it's hard to say how to get in someone else's mind. Maybe he wants to go home. Maybe he wants to play in Chicago. I don't know. But I think he would come back.
0: Yeah, the only thing I have the question about is he's getting dumped, basically, by his team. And he gets crapped on more than any Super Bowl quarterback of late. Does he want to go to a place where he looks at it and goes, huh, that doesn't look very good. Like, I'm going to struggle. I'm leaving I'm leaving George Kittle. I'm leaving the best quarterback-friendly system in football. Like, I don't know if it's a great opportunity to rehab his career or if it's an opportunity to prove his critics right. But where yeah, else? It's a, it's a great point. Where else would he go, though? That's a great question, Ryan. I haven't really has, thought of it. I don't
2: think he has as many options as maybe some people think.
1: Well, I, I think there are teams that are still going to be looking for quarterbacks. Someone's going to be left without – I mean, Chicago, Carolina. Right. I mean, there are teams that are going to be looking for a quarterback, you know, maybe Pittsburgh. Yep. But if he comes to New England, he
2: knows he would probably start. Like, if he goes to Chicago, he doesn't know that. If he goes I mean, to – he can fail. I mean, he well, well, But who's,
1: well, who's going to be there if he goes to Chicago? Isn't, isn't Foles
2: still under contract? Oh, I mean, he's got to beat out Foles.
1: Foles blows. Some people say Jimmy blows. Yeah, but – Well, that's, I think that's Andy's point. I mean, so he's looking to get to a point, to, to, to you know, a place to show everybody. You know, it, it, I had a little bit more to do with the San Francisco success, and I, I'm not a huge one-loss record for quarterbacks guy, and he knows this. I often sort of downplay that, but when it's as stark as it is with him in the lineup and out of the lineup, I, I have to say that, that he has something to do with it. Right. I mean, they're like 24 and eight or something with him in, and like five and 19 without him. I mean, it like gets reasonably close. Uh, sample sizes, and it's a very, very stark contrast. I have to think the quarterback has something to do with that.
2: Andy, Paul said that he wouldn't take uh, Newton as, like, a guy to groom a, a rookie quarterback because of, the, like, the R in the locker room and how that might not work out when the rookie's ready to start. Are you of that same mindset?
0: Uh, to some degree, yes. I talked about this with Mutt for a while the other night that, you know, a lot of people, the theory, Stidham's already here, so he's part of the mix. You draft a rookie – and you want a third guy, a veteran guy, break glass in case of emergency, leader. I think that guy's role is important and his attitude and sort of who that person is. And I don't think Cam – I do believe the idea that Cam still has an aura about him and has a cachet. And mm-hmm. you know, We saw it last year with the googly eyes the second he was you know, tied to the Patriots. So, yeah, I don't – and there's also be the fit. Like, is he going to groom – you know, the popular name lately, Mac Jones. Is he going to groom Mac Jones? Like, they're not the same kind of player. You, you could sell me maybe more on a Trey Lance or somebody that's athletic and sort well, of Zach that. Zach Wilson,
1: yeah, a yeah. guy that's going to move around and make plays. Uh, Mac- two things to add to, to, to what you just talked about, Andy, and, and Ryan and I talked about this when you when you dropped. Like, you, you said that the, you know, the impact that he had, the googly eyes, I think it was Gilmore that had the googly yep. eyes on Twitter. Um, Greg Bedard wrote something uh, recently, about why he thinks that Newton stayed in there, and that there was a lack of faith in Stidham in the locker room. Believe that? So, uh, I think it was. I think it was probably exaggerated. Let's
0: put it probably. That way. You know what but pissed I, me th- off about that? Did you what? The, the part where he goes, "You could even see it when he did play in the huddle"? Oh, that's oh. funny because I didn't hear you say it. The games he played, all these no. people. Pieces- yeah, all I'm, the, not, I, I'm not the necessarily
1: nitpicking, thing. and you know that me, I have no problem nitpicking our fellow colleagues because I do a lot. Um, um, yeah, I do think that there was uh, some exaggeration to that, to that piece, but I think the point of it, I think, remains, and I have to think that at least part of the reason why Bill stuck with Cam wasn't just because he was loyal to Cam. I think that he had some veterans in that locker room that were like, you can't bench Cam. Like, I think they still feel like Cam. And, and then I go to that podcast from Monday, this is what I mentioned to Ryan. How many times did Fred Taylor do the Superman thing?
0: Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. He ain't that guy anymore. Did you watch this year? Did you watch these games? But nobody. Does. Not him anymore. But nobody does, and that's why um, Ryan wrote a column about Cam. If you if you're looking for somebody that might be able to recruit or have any kind of cachet, Cam still has it. Yeah. All the players didn't well, watch. they don't know that he hasn't been good in five years. See, but those are but those are
1: former players. And but, I, would, well, I, I still know.
0: think the, the active players feel yeah. the same way because they think of Cam as the MVP. And I think they would buy into like, oh, they, you know, he didn't have an off. See, I think they would buy what he's selling. So
1: was that enough of a reason to bring him back?
0: No, 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 oh. no. But th- that's been a popular thing. Like Reese started it. You know, there's a timeline here and you got to get a quarterback in place. so You can recruit some. None of the guys you're going to get at quarterback are going to recruit. I agree. And
1: that's the problem. Like, there's no, there's no um, urgency because whether it's Marcus Mariota or Ryan Fitzpatrick or, Mitch you know, fill in the blank with some other retread stiff, it's yep. not going to create any excitement. Hunter Henry as the example of the guy who flat out said, I'm looking for money and a place where I can succeed with a good quarterback. Those guys aren't going to do it. And I know that some people think because Ryan Fitzpatrick throws the ball all over the place, he will attract a wide receiver. And, you know, I, I had a talk with somebody about it, and they're like, he, you know, he, he knows his wide receivers know he's going to throw the ball. I go, yeah, to the other team. Right. And the guy who said it to me said, yeah, but that doesn't matter to wide receivers as long as they get opportunities to catch the ball. So now I'm thinking to myself, so now we're bringing in what I would think over the last 20 well, years, is exactly the opposite of what a Patriots player is all about.
0: Right. Right.
1: Like, usually we hear about guys that don't care about catching, 80 balls, they'd rather catch 50 and win. Now we don't care if we catch the ball or not. If it's as long as it's thrown in my direction, right. if we're running 40-yard go
2: routes. That's all good in my book.
1: oh goodness.
2: <laughs> So, but one that's even, I don't think that Fitzpatrick's a good fit because that's not the Patriot system. Like that's not what they run.
1: I think he would drive Bill and Josh crazy. Yes. Well, who's not gonna? Mariota. I think Mariota might my, be. Mariota blows. I'm not Are, saying that. We're, I'm talking about style play. Yeah, like we're not. Ta- yes, I'm with. I'm with Ryan. I, I, I think front. Josh kind of likes that style of play. That that dual threat guy. I think he likes that.
0: Yeah. Is he a dual threat? Well, he. I mean, are you saying that he can't throw? Right. I, I don't. I think he's marginally better as a passer than Cam. Marginally. From what though? His hand. No, but you haven't seen. Well, him. but you're talking about Cam in the past, not last
1: year. Right. I mean. Mariotta only played one year, but in the one – I mean, one game. In the one game, he threw the ball better than Cam did in any game.
0: Oh, I, I think if I cherry-picked Cam's best throws from last year, I could put together a highlight film and you'd still think Cam could right. play. Oh, but I don't have to cherry-pick Mariotas. I'm just going by the no, one you game. You cherry-picked the one game he played and played okay. He but played okay. okay. I would agree with that. He just played okay. okay. Cam didn't. Cam didn't play okay in Seattle? I, I think he played okay in Seattle. I think if that was the only game okay, he played – I'm going to watch the first – You're talking I'm, yourself into it. I'm going to watch the –
1: the first two and a half to two and three quarter quarters of that game, and tell you no, he didn't. Full
0: game, Paul. They play sixty minutes.
1: Yeah, when you're playing catch-up at the end of the game, down. I know, think Marcus in the Mariota
0: is the biggest fool's gold that anyone's ever talked themselves into. I had to argue with Phil Perry, who apparently is like his biological father or something on TV. Uh, that's a little odd. I'm not going to lie. That that's a little odd. No one should be that enamored with. with it's Marcus unreal. Perry. And all I can just remember watching games, and I, like obviously I didn't watch every Titans game. But watching games and thinking about him the same way I think about Mitchell Trubisky or, or Wentz just throws where you left the play going, my God, this guy stinks. How did he get to the NFL? But so I think when, when you try to talk yourself into some of these guys,
1: Andy, don't, don't you try to say, like, you know, if we can get Trubisky or Mariota or Wentz or one of these guys as a reclamation project in with Bill and Josh – maybe, you know, a little bit more structure around them can help. Did, I mean, do you not buy into any of that?
0: I mean, not if there's not better weapons, because that's a part well, of it. Well, I mean,
1: I'm assuming you're going to have some better weapons. The whole talk that we had the last time I appeared on your podcast about the lack of talent and maybe not being any more talented next year, I, I will think your wide receiver core and your tight end group have to be more talented than they were this year. Yeah, Those
0: two areas have that. to be more talented. So if they go from 32nd to twenty eight, right. is that enough to lift the great Marcus Mariota to the heights that he's never reached in the NFL? All
1: right. Let's not go with the great. I think people are looking for a stopgap that, you know. No, but I,
0: they're not. They're not. They're not just accepting a stopgap. They're talking themselves into he can be more than what he is, which is why I've sort of, A, gone in the other direction. Screw the quarterback position. Nothing's going to be good get everything else don't invest a damn thing in the quarterback position until so
1: stidham know. plays and jake dolegala is his backup
0: no no no. i would say you have to bring somebody else in maybe it's cam I, saying, I, I, if you're gonna go that route it's probably cam why, why are we doing phone. that why are we doing that? i'm gonna make everything else better and then a year from now i'll be like an, an opportunity i've been throwing the name andrew luck out there when andrew luck wants to come back now you have a team that a guy like luck or stafford or one of these guys might actually say Oh, I'll go to New England. Their defense was much better. Those weapons. So,
1: Andrew guys. Luck is going to come out of retirement and demand a trade to New England. This <laughs> well, is this is your plan.
0: He's not going to demand a trade. He is going to have to be traded because they have Carson Wentz now. They've invested in Wentz. What if they see a year of Carson? No, I mean, and they, they cut Luck. him.
1: If Andrew, if Andrew Luck is coming back to play in 2022, you cut Wentz.
0: There's no dead money. And right. I have Andrew Luck. Timeout. out. You think Andrew Luck to the Patriots is any more ridiculous than any of the other storylines you've heard this offseason? It's one of. Wait, um, wait like, like what? Like Marcus Mariota's good. Oh,
1: well, that's different. See, not. Victor good. Now you're confusing a level of ability with the realistic opportunity to acquire a guy. Right. I think the opportunity to acquire Andrew Luck is the same as Deshaun Watson. Yes. Zero. Yeah. It's the same now as you Are Tom you're talking Brady's to me like defense. I'm talking to myself into Andrew Luck as a player in, in Marcus Mariota? No, that's, that's not even close. Luck is far superior as a player.
0: I'm just saying I've lost interest in talking myself into all these Jag quarterbacks.
1: What's the problem with winning seven games with a team that probably should have won five, maybe four? Thank you.
2: See, I I go, I don't think they're that bad. Like you could put put out games that they could have, that they lost, they could have won. Yeah. And you can put out games that they won that they should have lost. Right. So I think that they probably weren't, they were seven and nine.
1: Hmm. I think even the, the games that they that they could have won that they lost, they were lucky to be in, like the, the aforementioned Seattle game, where they are down twelve in the fourth quarter and they Chiefs almost City, scored at the end, right?
2: City, if you had an actual quarterback that doesn't you know take sacks, at do you think?
1: Half. Do you think Kansas City would have ended up with twenty six points in that game if they if the Patriots had say twenty five? Probably not. But the Chiefs scored as many points as they needed to score. That all right, game.
2: if you had a, a guy against the Broncos.
1: Maybe they don't fall behind eighteen nothing. Yeah, or or maybe, maybe you win that game, but you were thoroughly outplayed in the game. I, I, I and think and
0: they, they Andy gone again. again. What is Andy? What does Andy have? Could, A little could have easily gone the other now.
1: way. Hey, Are you frozen again? Yeah,
0: you yeah, need work on your internet. This is the Rich Keith. Issue. You know this happened to Rich Keith yesterday on Real Radio, oh, and no. time after time after time. Oh yeah, just kept bowing out. Just Why doesn't anybody go into the studio?
1: Uh, I, I asked the same question.
0: What? Why doesn't anybody going not there?
1: go into the studio? uh some shows you know.
0: do yeah. some shows do not us i don't hey, know it's
1: unfiltered it's in the studio
0: we're getting yeah, it done how many we, we've had like a, a new covid case every day for like three months oh in your building yes. yes
1: how well how does that happen if no one's going into the building
2: the producers are like some shows are like the greg hill show is oh uh-huh.
0: and then producers and whoever else yeah, is the,
1: the quarterback it. thing though like and i feel like and we're still what, you know, three weeks or so away, you know, from the start of the league year. And I feel like we've already exhausted all of these things. And I can hear the frustration on on your voices, you know, both Ryan and Andy, I I can, you know, Marcus, I'm tired of talking myself into Marcus Mariota or someone else. And I I agree with you guys, but where do you go when you're sitting at number 15? And I, I just think it's a very unrealistic possibility that you're going to be able to get a quarterback. At 15. Oh. Now, maybe you can swing a trade and get No, it. I agree.
0: I think we both, we all agree on that. That's why I've stopped caring about the quarterback position. So I'm just go interested. with Stidham. Maybe. Right? Stidham just or? With, just go
1: with Stidham. Draft the guy, even if it's day two. Right? Even, let's sure. say you can't get any of the five guys. Let's say even Mac Jones is gone before 15. I
0: don't right? want him anymore.
1: But, dra- no, I don't, I, don't, I don't love Mac Jones either. But I'm just saying, if you talk yourself into, to use your phrase, anybody. But draft a guy in, in, in day two Kyle Trask uh, Sam Ellinger. i don't I don't care tell him on someone that you you think might be worth developing have Stidham start you have him here you had D- dolagala all year last year roll with it you're probably not going to win a lot of games you might be in a better spot next year in the draft that's I think that's now the you're working you my side go. of the
0: street you're then
1: working what are you doing with your, your
2: what are you doing with your 60 plus million dollars in cap space like
1: are you, oh, enough, you, you have to try to improve your team, team. But, but with, young, but you with, with younger that? guys, like quick fixes, like this is why like J.J. Watt. Sorry, I, I'm not interested in J.J. Watt. Who,
2: who, who is interested in him? No one. For the, for the Patriots, who's really like
1: – Well, there's it? a lot of lo- – I mean, to use Andy's thing, when you start listening to the, the local chatter, I mean, everybody was right. fully in agreement. All of the writers, almost all of the writers were all, you know, why wouldn't he want to come here? Well, you know, Be- Belichick has been able to attract guys in the past. Yeah, the guys that used to play for him in the past. Yeah, that's beside the point. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they don't, it doesn't make any sense to bring in a veteran on his last legs for a year or two. The Chris Long signing doesn't make any sense right now. No. It made a lot of sense when they did it, but it doesn't make any sense now.
0: Yeah, no, that's where I've become the last couple of weeks. I'm sick of the quarterback talk. I think they all stink. I think you're not getting a good quarterback. So focus all your energies. I've used the Mike Reese example when you're in the open locker room and everybody goes left and Mike Reese goes right, and he's talking to a practice squatter, do the Mike Reese in the locker room. Go down, find, improve the best rest of your roster, and the quarterback position, you'll have to figure it out.
1: Andy's trying to figure out how to get J.J. Taylor more involved in the offense some way. That's that's what Andy's – I like J.J. Taylor. The key to the 2021 season. Did you see Pro Football
2: Focus had the top 50 free agents and none of them were going to the Patriots? Well – I didn't okay.
1: see with I didn't see that. No, they, they had a list the of
2: the top fifty free agents and predicted like where
1: they would go. How many uh, of those do you think the Patriots will be interested in?
0: Fifteen, probably. Fifteen but, or twenty. My bigger question is: the hell does Pro Football Focus now? Okay, know. we know you hate nobody. gets a stereotype. Everybody, question. but Not like, what, okay, what is if ESPN? Mike, if Mike Sando does one of those columns where he says, "I talked to you know five GMs." three presidents of football operate and and this is what i compiled okay did pro football focus do that or they just use their grading system and like you and i could do that and it wouldn't be worth the paper it was written on where we're just saying hey there's a running back here that's available hey that team needs a running back i'm gonna put them there like i just i i I agree the infatuation with pro football focus and what the hell they bring to the table just amazing well you know who you can blame it on
1: you blame it on collinsworth it's true. Uh, His well, investment in the don't. company is uh, totally, uh, totally permeated technology everything technology. that they do on NBC now. And But why does everybody to see that? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> People
2: turn to media. being like the nerds and the analytics and going that route. And like,
1: Do you, you want my, my, my theory on this? What? You don't know. You need a number to tell you. Yeah.
0: There is a lot of that. Yes. The expected completion percentage and the expected passer rating and the expected yards per carry. So, stupid. like, I
1: can't just watch Cam Newton and say that. Well, Demir Bird was open at 10 yards right at the stick on the sideline and throw in at his feet. Right. You need a I, snap. Yes, I need an, a, an EPA to tell me, you know, right. you know well, he, he ranks 31st in that category. Okay. Well, now, now I validated what I watched all year because I see the number. I, I personally think there's a lot of that. The All-22 crew, that? But, that, that they need a number to validate what they don't know, what, what they're watching. Would you agree with the point that the Patriots probably aren't likely to land –
2: any of the top fifty free agents. Yeah, it, I, I would say isn't that, yes. is, is
1: that a problem? You I know know we that I agree we that. talked about we talked about the the aggressiveness and like how the different definitions of aggressive can be. I just can't picture the Patriots being the team that blows everybody away in the market. Like so mm-hmm. pick your wide receiver, Chris Godwin. I don't know, did he get tagged yet? I don't know. I, mean, I haven't seen anybody get tagged. Um so I think Chris Godwin is a guy who probably fits their criteria in terms of his age. You know, I think he's 26. That's a guy who gets a big money deal and, that, and most teams probably wouldn't be upset to give him a big money deal, but are the Patriots are going to sort of set the market on that? Are they going to outbid everybody for him?
0: No, but I, I not. don't think they, I mean, I think they could overpay a less I've been big into I don't think they're going to do the three guys for $15 million. There's my cap space. Boom, boom. We're done here. No, I think I it's eight guys for 6 million or whatever the number ends up being. Like they realize they have a lot of holes to fill, but they could overpay somebody in that price range. They could yeah, overpay a
1: The Curtis Samuel type, you know, yeah. that might be, you know, it might be worth, you know, I don't, I mean, just throwing another like 8 million and maybe they give them
0: 11. Right. You know, something right. like
1: that. Yeah. I could see that. Absolutely
0: but and again that's what i'm expecting at multiple spots like a guard and I also or,
1: i'm a, i'm half expecting them to not try to do it all at once too like maybe get some of these positions filled this year but we don't want to do it all at once we want to stagger it so the contracts you know we have these guys going forward and we're not stuck 3 years from now with decisions to make on everybody that we just signed when we when we expect to be good again
0: well but do you do you believe in that like there's a lot – that's a, a big um, sort of umbrella narrative of the opposite. You know, Bill wants to turn around quick. What's his name this week? Um, uh, Louis Riddick. Louis Riddick. You know, he's going to come out firing like he's never fired before, whatever the hell he said. This is and the year
1: he's going to try to improve the team.
0: <laughs> that's not what he said, Paul. He said firing like he's never fired before or something. Okay. Which I've fought against this – even when Curran said it, uncharacteristically aggressive – the only thing I said is, if they trade up into the top five to get a quarterback, that would be uncharacteristic. Co- totally but agree. Totally almost agree. Almost everything else they've done. They've trade done up, a most-
1: Trade up significantly in the first round for a quarterback, and I'll say, wow, that's an anti-patriot. That's a Bill Belichick, uncharacteristically aggressive
0: move. Yes. And, and you, you know that's only going to take a one and two twos to get it done, according to some people.
1: Right. Which is it's why, you know, like exactly. Ryan asked take the to take three question. ones. Right. And this is when Ryan asked the question, like, do you expect them to do? I don't expect them to overpay, to use the word. To me, it's not overpaying. To me, it's paying guys what they, they're worth on right. the market. That, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't expect them to set the market multiple times. You know, Maybe there's a, a Gilmore out there that they aggressively go and get, but are they going to get three or four of those no. in one year? I, I can't see
0: it. I'd be surprised if there were one of those, never mind three or four of those. I, I think – Again, I think it's going to be – maybe not – because remember 2000 to 2001 was kind of – they called it like the Kmart Blue Light Special Free Agent right. class or something. And then it ended up being good. Like they acquired yeah, – like, like 21 free agents, but they right? weren't big money, guys. Right. I think it could be closer to that than some crazy, you know, Redskins-like where you have to have a press conference for five guys that all hold their jerseys up. Right, but right. I, I just can't re- – and, and then that gets me you, – your guy, Jeff Howe, um his story about the quarterback position like that they're waiting for a market correction like why are we waiting for a market correction if the market has established itself that's the market yeah that i thought that was curious
1: too um the way he wrote that and i mean obviously they're talking about any and all possibilities with quarterback they don't have one right right so so so, you mean you're doing yourself a disservice if you're ignoring any possibility um but I I, within that right around that framework, he talked about being aggressive and then he talked about being disciplined. Right. Well, which is it? Right. Are we, are we aggressively disciplined? Like, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. No. Um, so to your point, when, when you, when you're talking about the, I think you use the word inflated quarterback market, like Carson Wentz to me, Nothing. That wasn't an, that wasn't an inflated quarterback market. Nope. No, I think it was a very reasonable trade that I that I don't think the Patriots should have made, because I don't think they're in that spot. I wouldn't give a first and a third for a guy who's coming off a disastrous season, mm-hmm. because even if he, even if I can resurrect him, I still have so much more work to do, and I right. need that first and third to do that work. Right. The Colts are a team that's built to win. Now they went eleven and five. They gave Buffalo everything they could handle in Buffalo in the playoff game with good quarterback play next year, they should be right back in that same spot and be contending to go to the AOC championship.
0: And if you if tell them, works. It, and if you tell them you're in the playoffs and you have a starting quarterback, you gave up a first and a third to get him, right? Like that's, that's how it works out. And if, right. if he doesn't, well, you, you swung for the fences on a reclamation high first round pick and you gave up a three and a two. Like that's not... It's huge. not crippling. Yeah, you know, yeah. you didn't do anything to
1: stunt your growth if it doesn't work, um, and the other part of it is the money. The money's not outrageous. No. I mean, I think there's a there's a bonus. I think they have to give. So he's going to get guaranteed like forty million. I think he's a four year deal that's worth a little bit less than a hundred million. So he's he's getting like twenty four annually, right. which is right in the ballpark for middle of the road quarterback. Right. And I think that everybody looks at that as it's an inflated market. No, it's not. That's what quarterbacks costs. And I, I think if the Patriots, to go back to Andy's favorite punching bag, Marcus Mariota, if they look at that contract with all those not likely to be earned incentives and they say, we can't do this. So $10 million with the chance for it to be a little bit over $20 million is too expensive. That I, I want like, to bring that that, out That's my biggest concern of everything is that they're still looking to pay. Fifteen million or so for a starting quarterback, rather than twenty-five. But that, it's just not, I think by, by this time next year, everybody other than a rookie is going to be making that much money. Correct. Right. Like who who had that those numbers
2: over the weekend? Bolin was it, and everybody freaked out over the Mariota. So like, that's that's the cost of doing business at that position right now.
1: That's a starting quarterback. Yeah. Yes. And if that if yeah. that's cost prohibitive to you, good luck. then, then you you better get a rookie because that's your only that's your only avenue
0: not cost prohibitive to me it's talent prohibitive i think he stinks so he's not a starting no,
1: quarterback. i your 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 point on that has been made abundantly clear he
0: starts games that doesn't
1: make him a starting quarterback. what about like mitch I would agree with you
2: that. gave him 18 million million. do you feel the same way he stinks yeah
1: i i do like i, I mean i but, i'm not but
2: he's I'm going to get a contract that's worth that mon- amount of money i'm
1: not he against it me oh i don't care like to me it's not about the money like to, i know the money cares to them like you know whether they pay a guy 1 million one million or eighteen million matters a lot to the Patriots, obviously. It doesn't really matter to me. If I have a guy that I like, that matters to me. And I right. agree with Andy. I think Trubisky is very
0: similar to Mariota. If you get it right, you'll never think you overpaid. And if you get it wrong, it doesn't really matter what you paid. with yeah, you, you paid a million dollars. You feel good about it for Cam Newton? No, because he sucks. So I guess you would have felt a little worse if he you paid him five million, seven million, eight million, twelve, like whatever. Well, I mean, in reality, they paid him
1: closer to eight million.
0: Right. No, I know, so but I think, I'm just so like, it doesn't really make me feel any worse. The execution. The, to your point, I don't feel worse. The it execution is all that matters. Like, right. if you trade three first round picks, and you get a franchise QB, I don't think you'll regret it, right? And if you yeah. trade only one and a, a seven and he stinks you'll regret it like it's all about whether you get the quarterback or not the thing I would say though is you know how Bill like the the gotta have it thing that they practice like plays gotta have it yep have they reached gotta have it time for the quarterback position or can they do what I'm saying and do everything else like and just figure out the quarterback is like I think everybody is so fixated on the quarterback position that's why they're talking, them. they see the list of options, they see, and they, you, you got to get one. you got to have it. Well, do you? Or can you do well, the rest? Let me ask you guys, I, I'm with you, and I think we've sort of made
1: our points clear. I'm actually on your side on this one, which is a rarity. I don't um, know why the
0: word actually is needed there.
1: But I do, because I so rarely agree with anything that you say uh, with regards so rarely, to life in general. You're rarely right. But but anyway, um, Ryan, I'll ask you uh, and Andy, do you feel like the... the the success that Brady had in them winning the Super Bowl, does that put extra pressure on Bill to do something that maybe you and I, Andy, don't think he should do? No, but I think his age does. Like,
2: I think Bill knows he's not, like, even Megan O'Brien, what did she say? He has like 70 year, seven years left? Like, I don't think so. Like, I think the age limit probably has more pressure on
0: him to do something now than Tom Brady. And that has been my takeaway from like the, um, these comments of uncharacteristically aggressive or he's going to shoot like he's never shot before. Well, I think Bill's done a pretty good job for 20 years. I know that's blasphemy yeah. around here now to say like he did right. a pretty good job.
1: That's my point. That's why I snarkily said, oh, this is the year he's going to try to improve the
0: team. Why do I want him doing something that makes him uncomfortable? Like he, I have to trust. It's, it's like I've always said back in the day when he would pick or trade out of the first round, I always assumed when he picked, he liked a player. When he traded out, he He didn't didn't. see a player he liked. I pay him $20 million a year, apparently, according to reports now. Maybe more. Whatever it is, I pay him because he's an artist. It's not a science. I have to trust his instincts, his, Mm -hmm. his mosaic. And however he looks at the mosaic, I want him to do what the Wesleyan economics major has done with Ernie Adams for 20 years. Look at it and figure out the best. Moneyball approach or whatever his instincts tell him I don't want him just I'm I'm gonna be dead soon or out of coaching so I'm just gonna throw money like shoot one of those guns off like he's at a freaking strip club which is why when when I've answered that question my answer has been Jared
1: Stidham because I don't think he's gonna do something that he doesn't believe in and I think that he'll stay on that course um and and I I really think you know to you point Ryan if because I do think that the the Schuler record means a lot to him yes I think that's probably what he's got in mind but who's to say what the best way to do is it the best way to do it trying to win eight games a year for the next three years or is the best way to do it maybe only winning four or five this year but hopefully winning 11 next year or 13 in two years right and I, I think that's what he might be looking at it doesn't have to be sort of You know, we we have to get a guy now because I need to win these games now. I only have two or three years left. I think if his legacy, even if he ends up falling short of Shula, if he can rebuild this with the next franchise quarterback that maybe he finds in the draft, and when he leaves, that team is ready to
0: compete again for titles, I think that's a pretty damn good way to go out. And didn't we get a look both last year and early this year that he is going to stick to his roots? Like, last year would have been the year, in my opinion. Brady leaves, you know you're going to be compared. You're, you're not a moron. You know, okay, and now it, it's on. Wouldn't that have been the time to scramble and say, I need to load up on this? I need to load up on, like, Tom might. Well, they he couldn't, though. They had no money. That is do true. They could whatever they wanted to do. They didn't get the money, oh. though. But they didn't get the money until the summer. Yes.
1: Are we, are we playing that game? Well, but they did. That's true.
0: But they can I'm talking about it, the cash. Can. I'm not talking about the cap. Yeah. You know me. I'm not okay. talking about cap. Okay, but they could do whatever they wanted to do, and they didn't have to keep Joe Tooney at 15 bleeping million dollars. Like, they could do whatever they wanted to do. And I think last year he had his little reset year. He was conservative. Like, that was the year. So now suddenly he's going to freak out this year after not freaking out last year? Yeah, no,
1: I think he wanted to. I think that was part of the plan. I think they wanted to reset and get themselves in a better situation financially, and then they wanted to start rebuilding this year. Now, it's hard to rebuild without a quarterback.
0: So that's well, what we'll have hard to see to rebuild in general. Right. Like right. Ask the Browns, ask the Bills, ask the Jaguars, ask all these teams who have sucked forever and now coincidentally the Browns have a quarterback, the Bills have a quarterback and they're playing in the playoffs. What the playoffs. other
2: thing I was going to say too, I think fans expect like to be back in the Super Bowl like 2 years from now. Like it's going to take time. Like that's just I think
1: they expect them to be in the playoffs next year. I think there's still a you know, and you sort of talked about it a little bit Ryan. There's still this notion that No, they had a couple of games they could have won. They were right in there. I mean, people do realize how
0: far away from the playoffs they were last year, right? That's also because the honks keep – and by honks, I mean, like – have you listened to any of this Mike Tannenbaum crap a couple different times? No, what did he say? Oh, he thinks they're, like, a player or two away from being great again.
1: Well, well, in
2: that same interview – it's a guy who's
1: not watching the games.
2: He also said that Mac Jones wasn't getting past number eight overall, so – He's a clown. I've heard a lot of different
1: stuff about Mac Jones like that, That suddenly now he's a top 10 guy. I suppose, you know, talk about talking yourself into a guy, Andy. I mean, I I think that's a guy that people –
2: Well, to to hear what you said, though, he said that, like, the opt-out guys were making, like, such a big difference. He was big on Chung, Hightower, Cannon, like, turning this team from last year into, you know, worth, like –
0: He sounded like a talk radio caller. That's what he sounded like, like a talk radio – have
1: when I've heard Tannenbaum – on ESPN in general, I've thought to myself, I know why he didn't succeed just by listening. So like Louis Riddick, I could listen to all day. I think Louis Riddick is great. I, you know, I was sort of. wrote Mike Lombardi. Critical of him. No, I'm not. Like the difference between Mike Lombardi is he's too tied into the personal relationship. I mean, his yeah. son's on the staff. That's, yeah. that's so you not. Have to pay. All right. Yeah. No. Like Mike Tannenbaum, I feel like, has this fear of saying anything negative because of what how Belichick treated him by just slapping the jets around and the dolphins around for all those years. Right. You know, and I think he just looks at it that way. It's like those guys looking at Cam Newton, like he was still 2015 on that podcast. Right. You know, Lewis Riddick to me, I think is a a really level-headed guy. I know he has ties to Bill. He played for Bill. Um, But I, I think he's a little bit more realistic in, in his discussion. I mean, that Monday night game, there was a lot of negativity
0: um, Yeah, no, the Patriots I, and the roster. He, I kind of go back and forth with Riddick because sometimes I feel like he's a Patriot homer and he annoys oh, he me is. with some of the stuff. And and then I think he is kind of – the guy that I thought was really – first of all, he was over-the-top negative for a while, but uh, Pat McAfee, he has been one that has said, like, this looks like it could be a long haul. Like, he has made – come and, and I think that's a reasonable – this isn't going to be easy. This isn't going to be quick, even with Bill Belichick there. And, and I think he respects Bill. Again, he did say Bill checked out and tuned out or whatever midway through the season. I don't really think that was a fair comment. but um, I'll, yeah. give you, I'll, I'll
1: give you a quick one about the roster and just where it was. We had a question on our show two weeks ago. Will the best player on the team next year, is he currently on the roster?
0: No um
1: you've already answered it you've already answered it because right. i did the same thing well, it took me it took me 10 minutes and i was like first who is the best player in the roster now
0: oh i have no idea that's my jersey thing if your kid wants a jersey what do you buy i'd tell him nothing
1: andy we've always had a guy we've always had an answer to that question have we not yeah but it could well, be both cool answers I mean, you had Gronk. Yeah, I mean, even if you – like, everybody always said, I already have Brady. Right. But you had Gronk. You had Edelman. Edelman you had, you know, McCourty. You had guys that you could point toward. And like, what do you have now? Like, I think there's a reasonable chance that the, the guy that will end up being the best player in the 2021 Patriots isn't on the roster right now.
0: And I'm going to say, in addition, because I like the question, um, if the best player on the 21 Patriots is already on the team – you were right. They're not going to be very good next year. They're not very talented next like
2: year. Like if, if Damian Harris
0: is that guy? Damian Harris, Kyle Duggar, Josh Uche, Chase Winovich, who, whoever you want to pick, Michael on when you, he's the PFF, you know, GOAT or whatever he is. Like if –
1: like
0: I can't help myself sometimes. That's true. Um, but sometimes if he if, – You just if hate
1: of, for no reason.
0: If one of those guys is the best player on the team, you're probably in trouble. Yeah. Now, I do think it would be
1: encouraging to see, you know, maybe not for 2021, but if it works out that Duggar or Uche, you know, those yes. two guys, if one of those two guys emerges as the best player in the team, yeah, you're probably not going to be great next year. But that wouldn't be terrible to see those guys emerge. Um, like Uche to me in particular, Andy, I, I defer to you as a former Division III, um, you know, fullback slash linebacker type um, can Uchi be used, and I'm not saying he's as good, but used like we saw these athletic linebackers in the playoffs, the, you know, the Devin Whites? No. Um, you know, can he be used like that, or I is mean, he just not got that in him?
0: I shouldn't say no. I don't think that's what he is. I don't think that comes naturally to him. I think he's a, he's a pass rusher. He's more comfortable sort of on the edge and playing that game. I don't think he has the sideline-to-sideline side kind of instincts. Okay. So- but you know, don't you think that they
2: want him to? Like, Paul, I agree with you. Remember last year during training camp, wasn't he trying to play that role?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I think they're
1: trying, they're, they're trying to diversify his portfolio, no question. Like, cool. like, that, like, you talked you talk to Don Brown, right, about him, yeah, Andy? Yeah. And yeah. that's what he talked to. I mean, Don Brown said he, he can right away, he can be a standout pass rusher. Right. And I think Bill sort of said, okay, I, I think he has that in his bag. Let's see what else he has. And I think that was and what I, training camp was all about.
0: And they didn't have people to do that. Like, right. they were so lacking in that spot. And then you ended up going mostly safeties there and, you know, Bentley being overmatched. And you find out he really just isn't suited for the role and the, the level.
1: They don't have a guy like that, like the Devin White, Devin Bush, you know, even some of the rookies like Kenneth Murray. I thought Kenneth yeah. Murray was really impressive in that Chargers game. It was hard to notice because it was 45 to nothing. But he was the only guy making any plays for the Chargers. Uh, Patrick I think Queen that- even had some moments, I thought, for the Ravens.
0: I think that's why people fall and have fallen in love with the Micah Parsons pick out of Penn State is that's one of those types of players. Now, I don't know if he'll be there. It depends on what mock drafts you look at, but, um, yeah. What think- about the off-field stuff with him? I was just
2: say, a lot of concerns off-field stuff, too, that I think people aren't paying attention to.
0: Okay, so it's just the hazing thing, right? I
2: think. Well, okay.
1: he was, I-, I, thought
2: he was, I thought I read somewhere he was supposed to go to, like, Alabama, and then, like, they pulled the plug and he had, ended up at Penn State, like,
1: no, because like, I, I like him, Andy. He's a guy I that has too. caught my eye a little bit.
0: No, I like him. And I, to me, the takeaway that got buried, like Devin white was the best player in the post season. I thought, yeah. Um, I, buried I in Tom Brady oh, it wasn't Tom
2: that. Brady.
0: No, it wasn't. When you throw three picks and try to lose the title game, it's not you. Uh, I thought Devin white and my takeaway from the post season in general was just, you know, yeah, obviously the Patriots don't have the quarterback that everybody else has at, on playing in those games. They don't have any of the athletes. They don't have, like, Kyle right. Duggar made – like, a couple guys from a year ago, I guess I can talk myself into, but they don't have the athletes that a lot of these footballs – on either side of the ball. I don't care where you're talking. Offense, I defense.
1: I agree. And you look at all these young wide receivers making a mark in the league, and you missed on yours. That's a big miss. You know, are you going to go back? Because, you know, everybody says there's, there's four pass catchers that – you know, worthy of the top 15, yep. right? The three wide receivers with, you know, Chase and the two Alabama guys. And then Kyle Pitts, you know, Andy, I think you said it the last time we did this. He's might be the best pass catcher, period, regardless right. of position. And a lot of other people agree with that. So do you go there again, even though you just went first round receiver two years ago?
0: I think you have to, or, or at least consider it. If, if, whatever reason Pitts is on the board, Jalen Waddle's on the board at 15, I think you have to at least have a, an honest conversation, not, well, we took a receiver a couple of years ago, so those guys don't fit us. Move on. I think anybody that's on the board at 15 should be in consideration. I don't care if you're an offensive lineman, a defensive, like anybody. Like you're not good enough right now to pass up good players. Like, yes, please out. don't
1: let it be an offensive tackle.
0: I wouldn't rule it out. Oh, I'm, I'm, not,
1: I'm definitely not ruling it out. It's a strong possibility. I just and would be I- sick to my stomach.
0: And I think it's it's a need. It's a sneaky need. Isaiah Wynn can't stay on the field. Are you going to keep him long-term? Not that sneaky.
1: No, it's not. Because, <laughs> because I
0: think Cannon's
1: gone. And then you, and if you oh, lose probably a guard. And you lose Tooney. Right. Now, Wynn, you can only play one of those spots. Right. right? Owen oh, oh, yeah. is either going to be the right tackle or the yeah. left guard.
0: Yes. That, it's actually the story I'm posting right now that a great rookie who proved he can play a lot of spots can only fill one hole. <laughs> you right. can't have him fill all the holes. Like right. And uh, one thing way-
2: I wanted to touch before we have to wrap up. Um,
1: here. I, David- I, don't see, I don't see the countdown yet. Well, no, just, we're,
0: yeah, You gotta- we can go as long as we want now, baby. We okay. can do it all night oh, long. Continue. Well, I want you guys to get your money's worth. That's
1: continue. Good. Continue. No, no, no! You were just going to say something.
2: Well, I was going to ask you because you're privy to this. Dave Ziegler going to be on Patriots All Access this week. Uh, uh, yeah, Friday night. Yes.
1: Friday night. Uh, young young Miss O'Brien uh, sat down and spoke with him. Um, I haven't seen it yet, so I would give you a sneak peek if I if I knew uh, anything but, that was in it. Does this mean that he's like taking over as Nick Casario? Uh, we, you know, we don't like to really concern ourselves with titles, Ryan. We, you know, we sort of shy away from that, but uh, I, don't I believe think that it. would probably be a reasonable assumption.
0: I don't believe Ryan threw a title out there. He just, he, he
1: brought up more of a role, a duties. Well, I don't think he's going to be Nick Casario per se. I, I would be surprised to see him throwing a lot of passes in training camp practices. All right, but in relation to the draft. But I think in terms of personnel, he's going to fill the Nick Casario role. Will, will Bill value
2: his opinion or is Bill going to do as Bill does? that's a loaded
1: question (laughs) that that's operating under the premise that i that i agree that bill just goes goes rogue every year yeah um my guess is that he will be part of the equation and bill ultimately makes the calls i think nothing has really changed uh in that regard and andy i think you answered this someone on twitter was like when did bill become the
0: gm like i don't know (laughs) andy you know the answer i was like day one day one
1: It was, it, was, it was in his contract. September uh, 2nd, 9, 2004. Right. right. So uh, I think that's the way it's been. I do think that he probably leaned a little bit more on Scott Pioli than he has on anybody else in that role since. I think they were a little bit more contemporaries because yep. of their vast history together going back to Cleveland. Um, but I, I do think that Bill ultimately has the last say, and I I think that will continue.
0: I don't know if we touched on this previously. Do you believe the reports or the, the, the Matt Patricia could right. have more of a little personnel role or be in that area?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. And I, I've had a couple of people that I've talked to about it have sort of pegged it that way. Um, Megan also talked to Michael, Mike Lombardi about that a little bit, but Lombardi didn't get into, you know, what Patricia was doing. You know, it's right. like, you know, different projects, but I don't know what Matt's going to be doing. Um, I did find it interesting that they tapped into the Lions coaching staff a little bit here. Yep. Yep. With, even that, uh, that Evan Rothstein guy seems
2: like an Ernie Adams Jr.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you. You talk about, like, you look at a guy's resume and you're like, we're hiring this guy? Like, you know the game that he coached, right? Yeah, the, the, he yeah. was the, oh, the yeah. coordinator of the, the, T- the, T- 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 the Tampa, T- Tampa game. Yeah. But that wasn't fair. But they just oh. looked like they weren't even, like, like ready, like, prepared. Because they
0: weren't. <laughs> well, but he was supposed to be in charge. That wasn't fair. That was you, You're going to judge him on that. Well, you know,
1: truth be told, you know what I'm judging him on. You know what he is. He's an analytics guy.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have no use for those guys. Oh, okay, yeah. What about Billy Yates? You like him? Billy Yates coming back.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very excited about that.
0: Uh, Um, And that's
1: the guy, Bo Hardigree, right? Yes. Yes. He's the Adam Gase guy. Yeah, the Adam Gase tree. He's yeah, I mean, I think that that's a, that was a neat because you lose Jed Fish and you want a guy to work with quarterbacks. I, I assume that's what he's going to be. Right. You know, Lombardi just moved over to receivers last year, I think. So, I mean, I think that that was probably a, a good move too.
0: So when we get – I assume it'll be Zooms. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm being presumptuous here, but I assume like the draft will be Zoom again, right? Yeah, yeah. that'll be my call. Yeah. And, and uh, it's your call. You're making no, the decision? My,
1: my, that would be my, <laughs> my opinion as well.
0: Did you tell Bill yet?
1: <laughs> I misspoke. I
0: don't, um, think,
1: I don't think I've gotten that email to Bill yet. So
0: And remember last year, everybody was like looking at the Zoom rooms and stuff and like, Ooh, who, like who the names were. And it was like Ernie Adams. And everybody's like, who's Dan Famosi? Like, oh, yes, that's the IT guy that's setting up the <laughs> Zooms. But, so will I see, I mean, Ziegler will be there. I think Ernie, you'll see Ziegler, yeah. Josh so. and Matt?
1: Oh, that's a good question, Andy. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to throw Patricia in there, yeah. How about yeah, Josh? Josh is usually in there, right? No, I know. I'm just like I'm just asking you. Well, you know me, I CTE, as you like to say. Sometimes I forget things from you. Because I think those... you ask me what it was like in 02, and I'll tell. I'll tell you. You tell me last year. I have year, a theory.
0: I, I have a working theory, and I don't know if I expressed this to you last time, but the working theory that those two are kind of like under Bill in terms of like. Yeah, Bill's the coach and he's the GM, so he's he's doing both. They might kind of be the offensive and defensive next in line under, and then Ziegler is kind of below them, or even even with them, like in there.
1: Yeah, I would say Nick would have been even with them. You know, maybe yeah. like Dave. Well,
0: maybe Dave hasn't ascended to yeah. that yet, or maybe Nick's even like a little bit above them, and now they're even kind of above Ziegler and that whole person. Like Ziegler report, I just it's a working theory. I'm interested to see how that that plays out in this draft, which is an important draft and they have a high pick.
1: Yeah. And I think you have it right. I think you have the, the room is probably pretty close to what you said.
2: Do you give Patricia a a greater chance of returning to the NFL as a head coach or becoming like a personnel guy?
1: You know, I I know most people like to say you get two chances as a head coach. I'm not sure he's going to get a second chance.
0: I don't think he will. I I don't think
1: he wants to. I think he realized that that's just not him. No, that could be too. You know, we'll see. Like this is, this is some of the stuff, and Andy will tell you, you used to, you know, when non-COVID times, you, you could have a chance to bump into somebody. Um, and I'm not saying it happened a lot, but, you, you know, once in a while, Andy and I would be wandering around somewhere, going down to the radio studio, and all of a sudden, there's Josh McDaniels, and, you, you know, you, you talk to him for 10 minutes about, right. you know, anything. Brian right. Dable was great for that. Brian Dable would stop you and ask you about your kids, and, you know, right. all of a sudden, you lost a 45-minute part of your day. Um, but that just doesn't happen anymore. Because we're just not, you know, no right. one can go anywhere and no one can see anybody. So, like, I like to bump into Matt Patricia as an example. And, you know, he was very personable with Andy and I always. Um, so, I, I think you could sort of get
0: a, sense get a conversation
1: one-on-one. You could get a sense of something like that if you had a chance to speak to him.
0: Before we wrap this up, the most timely sort of situation we're in right now is franchise tag period early, like, leading into free agency. I assume you don't think they'll tag anybody? I,
1: I don't think they'll – you know, I saw some people thinking they might give Tooney another one. I, I don't think that would – Well,
2: because I think he's the only guy you could actually talk yourself into them actually doing. But, like, no, I think you, you know, could you do Andrews?
1: You. Who'd you tell well, Andrews? Yeah, Andrews. You yeah, could. I agree.
2: Well, But that cost is way too much. Like, wouldn't you just be better off – It's, real, it's less
1: than what it would have been for Tooney last year, right? Did he get on to, like,
0: 13 than, and change? It's less than Tooney, and I would say – if you just if you're worried about too much change up front all at once and want to kind of push it out a year, but you don't want to give them the four year forty five million dollar contract or whatever, I just I think that I think most likely you cut Cannon, you you recoup that whatever seven million in cap savings, and that goes right in the the David Andrews fund. And now you have because I don't think I don't think it's a great idea to let both those guys go all at once. And I know we praised. Um, A, the line last year for moving bodies around and kind of keeping it together, and Brasillo and Popovich for doing that job. But you let Tooney and Andrews go, and you have these coaches that are still relatively young. Like, I think that could be bad because that's the one thing you counted on last year. The line will be decent, the line will be competitive, right? And now you say, We still stink at everything else. We still don't have a quarterback, a tight end, a wide receiver. And now the line's a huge question. Like, and even your running back room. I mean, you had Burkhead and White. Maybe you lose right. both of them. Right. You
1: no, know, and now it's down to Har- you know Harris and Michelle and. Oh, uh, one one thing that annoyed me
2: this weekend yeah, on, yeah. on this weekend on Twitter was that the story about David Andrews saying he wanted to like come back, or whatever. He didn't say that. His wife said that. He took that as as
0: him. He didn't nah, say that. So- well, I think she say she did the, the couple thing where she said, like, we'd love to right. be back. but
2: it was on her Instagram story, and everybody said David Anders did it. Multiple, multiple outlets. I
0: agree. I agree. Wow. That was Dirty Pool. The
1: anger. I like okay. it. You've taught him well, Andy. He,
0: I have. I do take some blame slash responsibility credit. I don't know what word you want to use there.
1: But yeah, <laughs> a lot of, all,
2: all of them apply. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. The running back. No, I,
0: I, I, anytime you want to interrupt with
1: anger and venom, you know. Go right ahead.
2: The running back's room isn't as deep as some people might think it is. No, especially – I I
1: mean, I think it's good because I I like the idea of Harris and Michelle because I I like the idea of Michelle more when he's not my only option. Mm -hmm. I think he becomes more – I thought he ran pretty well last year. when he runs runs on the field. Uh,
0: That was the best stretch of his career, in my opinion. I think he ran pretty well last year when he he wasn't the guy. And he caught the ball a little bit, which if – we've talked a little bit about this ryan and i um ivan has said endlessly like sony can catch the ball but we have a great one out there why would we ever throw it to we have one of the great ones right maybe if james white leaves you're forced to see more what sony michelle can do catching the ball
1: well see i've never worried about him actually being able to catch the ball it's his ability in the passing game in general like does he know what james white knows no you know can he run routes like James White but can it doesn't he, matter it's a different you know place. i think he can i think he's pretty pretty good at blitz pickup you know in in pass protection and stuff but that's where i think the sophistication in the passing game is probably where he lacks and with a guy like brady all you got to do is you know be on the hash mark when you're supposed to be over there and it's this. Uh, but that ship is sailed that hey, ship you lives don't lives worry about that. now you now have the
0: receiver the ball hits him in the shin exact or you know yeah did I miss a blitz pickup? Yes. Did you throw an interception to a fat defensive lineman? Yes, you did. So we're on even playing field. Let's just work through this right now. We're both going to screw things up.
1: But I even like the idea of the old school Patriots philosophy of you have players that perform valuable roles for you, then they get a little bit on in years and you're okay with letting, And I, you know, I love James White. Me but too. Can this JJ Taylor be that kind of player? Probably not, but we can see. Why not? Now, Why can't he get out of the backfield and catch some passes and be one of those little guys? Well,
0: I mean, on a on a per-opportunity basis, he was good last year. Right. Like, the burst he showed. and But it's one thing to do it on a per-opportunity basis and to do it for 14, 15, 16 games and expect him to catch, I don't know, 65, 75 passes. Like
1: yeah, said. I don't need him to be the focal point of my passing attack. I, I mean, ideally, I'd like to have something better than just Jacoby Myers to catch passes.
0: Well, in my mind, I have – sort of in the backfield. I don't think it's the best room in the NFL or whoever said that last year. That's that another tannin- That's another Tannenbaumism. <laughs> but Damian Harris as your lead back Sony in sort of the Burkhead role where like he can run, he can catch a little bit mm-hmm. Taylor in the young developmental pass catcher role. And then yeah. maybe Burkhead later in the year to kind of come in and be a veteran presence. When one of those guys gets dinged up or, or something happens like I don't hate that idea. That would actually be among among this team. I mean, that might be your strongest position. Like, not in the league, but on this right, team. Especially if you end up
1: losing Gilmore. So you because I think the cornerback right. was probably in that category last year. You lose Gilmore. You know, maybe the running back is. What, where what you about go. Gilmore? What like, he's not playing out his next year on that current contract. I, I think he'll get traded before the draft. For what, a second round pick. I would say, what would you get for him? Maybe a second round pick. I think that sounds right. I like it. I would about, do um, But even if you could, like I, I have been, and I don't know if you can do this. I don't know if he's valuable enough because to me it has to be to a team that's ready to win. Can he be in a pa- package to help you slide up from 15? I'm not just saying, what, you know, can, can I, I give you 15 Gilmore and a two? to move to eight. I thought I about know.
2: that. We, I think we discussed this. Yep. Those teams yep. that are ahead of you aren't in a position to win now. They're rebuilding. So Gilmore I,
1: useless. but Yeah, it has to be a specific team. It's not yep. like everybody says, well, trade them to, you know, trade them to the Jets. Like, what do the Jets want, yep. a 30-something-year-old cornerback? Like, it doesn't make any sense.
0: My theory on that is you pick at 15, somebody slides that you didn't, whatever, and you have the opportunity with Gilmore and picks to trade back into the first round if you want to get. Trey Lance when he slides or Mac Jones. Maybe there's more value for you with Mac Jones there. I think Gilmore traded to a team that's picking below you is to 32. Right. right. Maybe you can get that done.
1: Right. Right. Just I a like that better. Okay. We done here. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, cool. I guess we can be done. Look who's hungry now.
0: All right. My internet really uh, came together nicely over the second half of the podcast. Yeah, it did. It did. It I it think did. somebody reset it or something. It all went down. It all went out of whack. At least you you came back. How long was Keith up for yesterday? Uh, Which time? I mean, it was at least three different times. And then, I I don't know if I told you this, Ryan, Dale went to the bathroom during one of the breaks, so we're coming back, and I'm no screen for Keith, blank screen for Dale. He's not in his chair, so you know what I did. Welcome back, and you finally got what you wanted, the Andy Hart Show taking over (laughs) 10 to 2 here on (laughs) WEEI. And then Dale slides in and goes, nobody wants that. (laughs) I would agree with
1: Dale. One of the, one of the few times.
0: Well, what if I hire you as my co-host?
1: I, know, I can probably talk
0: myself into that. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, we got opens, we're movement. We don't have a boss. It's all kinds of stuff going on.
1: Yeah. I hear a lot. I hear a lot. I don't see anything though.
0: Yeah. I hear a lot from your boss. Well, one of your kind of bosses. One what? of my kind of bosses. you got multiple bosses. I know. I heard <laughs> you
1: uh, told the Fred Kerr story. Um, over the weekend, I was driving around doing errands and I heard you tell the uh, why don't I just throw it right into the toilet and save yeah. myself the
0: trouble. <laughs> I did.
1: <laughs> I don't think all Fitz right. appreciated it. He's supposed to be a comedian. No, I think you, uh, you flummoxed him with that one.
0: Yeah. It's not so, nice. what is the
1: deal with Tangway? Like, why is, he, why, why is he not around? Let's get it all out now.
0: I believe this Sunday will be our first show together on Tangway and Heart. Episode three, he's showing up. First week, he was quarantined while filming a movie. They actually paid him to stay in a hotel to quarantine. That movie with like DiCaprio and yeah, they were paying him. Oh, the 90, one
1: that's being filmed now.
0: Yes, yeah. 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 Uh, they paid him. Oh, 90, Brie Larson's in that too, right? Oh, everybody. It's like loaded with with famous people, and then Tangway. Um And it, <laughs> but he got. I think he got nine hundred bucks a day. Nine hundred dollars, like oh. the SAG rate. And then last weekend, I don't know. He was at Rich Keefe's alma mater, Hobart, with his daughter. I, I don't like. He just took another weekend off. You you would think people that are unemployed would be like a little bit more space. flexible. Yeah. Well, if you're making nine hundred
2: dollars sitting in a hotel room, I think you can you know do what you want
1: on some days.
0: But that doesn't carry you through a full year if you don't have a salary and a real job. So now Fitzy was
1: just filling in, or is it going to be all three of you? No, 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 no.
0: Through Fitzy, it's just uh, it's just me and Tangway.
1: That's not nice.
0: What? Like I no, I like he has Fitzy. his own Saturday show. Oh, okay. All right. Lots yeah. of new lots of new shows on Weeis on the yes. weekend.
1: So check, check us it. out.
2: Check us out. Check out Paul and Patriots Unfiltered. Uh, we'll, have, we'll get another guest. Maybe we'll bring back Megan, maybe Jardy, maybe Paul again. We'll, we'll find somebody. I feel like we need you to bring a, on
1: – you should bring on too. She can have a nice Tom Brady bashing we session. Were thinking about that.
2: That. We were actually thinking about that because he's big into the draft and the combine. Like we could get him to talk about the, the draft, guys. And
0: doesn't, doesn't he have a working theory about they, they yeah. could trade J.C. Jackson? Yeah. He, he, his thought
1: was that he's not sure that J.C. Jackson's their kind of guy.
0: I'm sure that he isn't. Yeah. Right.
1: So he thinks that maybe he's the younger guy and might be able to fetch us something a little bit more. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. I, that, that's what he's sort of, I don't think he's, he's predicting him to get traded. He's throwing the possibility out there.
0: And that's why I, I was joking with Bob Sosi on, on Twitter about they could draft this other J.C., this J.C. Horn kid from South Carolina. What better way to replace a Gamecock and a J.C. than a Gamecock J.C.? All, All right, right.
2: We'll, we'll we'll end with that. No. All, right. <laughs> All right, thanks, Paul. Thanks, Andrew. All right, guys.